Good Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time to brief you what's happening in the world of news, at least the stuff that's caught my attention. I'd love for you to get involved in the program today. The way you do that is give us a call or a text. The phone number, 918-756-3646. Brew Lines, Wendy Chevy text line is available for you. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hope you're doing well. And I appreciate just your good morning texts. They're all so nice. Good morning, David. Welcome in there, partner. Glad to be back. Hope you're doing well on this wet Tuesday. Take a look at that weather forecast coming up here in just a second. We do podcast the program. It's called Brewers Briefing. And uh, yes, the radio station is still here. <laughs> We've got uh, rumors floating around Oak Mulgee that the radio station has moved. It has not moved. We've got this. I said this the other day. We got this sign up in the window. It's 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 for lease. And here's the number. And it's because we're leasing office space inside the Crest Building, where the radio station resides. And some people think we have moved. We have not. We have not moved. I'm going to take down the stupid sign because people think we've moved. We have not moved. We are renting space. If you need space, to rent. we got a couple of offices in there that are super nice. Anyway, that's that's what that is. In case anybody wants to know. Anyway, good morning to you. It's it's uh, it's wet outside and uh, rainy. Let's let's take a look at the forecast. See what we got going on. We got sixty five, so it's not cold yet. That cold's coming though. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Sixty five degrees, light rain currently at Okmulgee Municipal Airport. Look over seventy four today. A ninety percent chance of precipitation. New rainfall amounts between a half and three quarters of an inch possible. And we'll even look at the radar here coming up. The Western Oklahomans are getting rain too. They're so happy out there. They're dancing in it. 80% chance of rain tonight. A 40% chance of rain tomorrow. 77 for the high tomorrow. 64 tonight. Wednesday night, rain. Thursday, 50% chance of rain. 78. 66 overnight. Friday looks pretty okay, I think, for football. Maybe 30% chance of rain. 77, and then a chance of rain overnight uh, after 1 a.m., 60% chance, 55, Saturday. So this is the big weather. This is the big week. This is the Pecan Festival week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What's the weather Saturday? Well, let's take a look. Showers likely, possible thunderstorm before 1 p.m., then a chance of showers after 1 p.m. Cloudy, 65, north winds at 10, chance of rain, 60 percent. That's not good right there. 50% chance of rain that night. Sunday, 50-50. 57 for the high. Sunday night down to 40. Here's where the cold weather comes in. Monday, high of 50. And then Monday night, I believe, is a free. Now, I don't. this thing doesn't stretch out that far. So I don't have Monday night on here. But I'm pretty sure Monday and Tuesday nights are freezing temperatures. So... I don't know. Prepare yourself and your plans and whatever else you got to do out there. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's coming up. And uh, the radar, let's take, we got to rain everywhere. The entire state covered, blanketed uh, with rain. Looks like it's, it's everywhere. The entire area, almost. Eastern Oklahoma still waiting on it. It's coming. It's coming. Got lots of rain out there. It's, it's pretty mild except for. Let's see, out west of Oklahoma City, it's pretty hard, all, all up and down south of I-40. Pretty heavy rain. Anyway, that's that's your that's your weather forecast. Temperatures around the state, let's take a look and see what do we got. Uh, I'm just curious. Air temperatures around the state. What do we got up there? What do we got? We got 50s in the panhandle, so still warm. 60s all over the place. We got a, a 69. I got a 70 down in Bernieville and Wilburton, 70 degrees already. So anyway, there's that, and 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 again, welcome, welcome to the show. JP has made it. Good morning, partner. Welcome to the program. I see you got your umbrella. That's good. You're gonna need that. The Wendy Chevy text line is available for you. Again, if you want to text in, you can. Jokes, memes, articles, you know, whatever it is. Deer pictures. You guys hadn't sent me any deer pictures yet this year. Mm. Good morning, Tony. Welcome. Welcome to the program. By the way, Wendy Chevy, I need to tell you, I talked to uh, Tony Booth, the owner, sent me a text yesterday, I think it was. He said, man, dude, we got to, finishing out the month, we got a week to go, and we're going to make a heavy push. We're trying to, to beef it up at the end of the month. Tell everybody, 
You got to get in here now. This 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 oil change deal is over at the end of the month. Okay, he's extended it a long time. It's over. Your thirty dollar oil change is over. Okay, you've been telling you about it. You've been putting it off. If you don't, you can't even buy an oil filter for thirty bucks. Almost right. Come on, thirty dollar oil change for your gas vehicle in one hour, or you don't pay for it. Sixty for a diesel, and that's over at the end of the month. You got you got what a less than a week. And then the employee pricing is over. So if you want to buy a car, if you're thinking about it, go out there and they'll buy your car. You don't even have to buy a car. They, they'll buy yours. They're looking for inventory. It's uh, anyway, making a real push. I believe personally, that just means the deals are going to get serious. Like, you know how it is. They got to make the numbers. They want to sell all these cars. That means they got to make you the best deal possible. If they want to sell a car, they want to hit their numbers and all car dealers do. That means they're going to deal, baby. So get out there and, and get you a deal. There's Vicky. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Okay. Okay. We got all that. I got to take a breath. See what we got going on. Oh, got to re-sign into this. No, I should be already signed in. Here we go. Okay. Let's get all this organized. Lots to organize. Let's see. Let's start here. What is this? What is this? This is an article from just the news. Contamination, myocarditis, and now it's it's blocking me. I gotta I gotta take off the ad blocker. Hang on, <laughs> it's always something. Okay, send me your ads. Contamination, myocarditis, seizures, COVID vax revelations put regulators worldwide on defense. We've been talking about this course for a while. Researcher who caught dozens of CDC errors calls agencies' talking points really irresponsible, possible roadmap for challenging mRNA vaccines after Gilead denied legal immunity for tainted remdesivir. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is going to greater lengths than Pfizer to minimize the risk of heart inflammation in teenagers after COVID-19 vaccination. The FDA authorized the latest mRNA boosters for children as young as six months in September despite its own researchers finding a safety signal for post-vaccination seizures and convulsions in two- to five-year-old children, a demographic at near zero risk for COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, what, what is wrong with people? Tell me. Somebody help me out here. I, I don't understand. As a parent, your child has almost zero, zero risk of, of getting COVID your chance of post-vaccination seizures and convulsions is higher than the chance of COVID and, and all the other stuff that could possibly happen. Like, do they not know? Did the people just not, I mean, do they just not know? Do they just, whatever the government tells me, I'm going to do it no matter what, because I believe the government. I know there's people out there like that. I guess it's shocking to me. It's weird. I, I just I can't believe people don't know that they would just take their kid. Oh, well, whatever they say, they got it. They must be. They're doing. They're doing what they they can for me. They're looking out for my best interest. They, the government's got my back. No, they don't. Sorry. Anyway, this continues on. There, there's so much out there. I, I don't, you don't have to read that much. There's so much information about the mRNA vaccinations, how bad they are, remdesivir, Paxlovid, how how much. It's just unbelievable. People don't know this stuff. They don't know it. Or they don't care. They just bury their head and say, I don't know what it is. It's, it's shocking to me. Over and over and over and over and over. Just keeps going up. Anyway, it, it, it's just more information. I'm trying to give it out there to you. Trash. There's DNA. There's, there's all kind of stuff in these mRNA shots. You just need to stay away from all together okay i'm not gonna read that whole thing it's too long but i'm just giving you the headlines give me the cliff notes the stuff all right okay all right what is this i've already done that is that the only thing i've got in there yep okay next category man i thought i had more than that in the old health section okay what do we got i got a poll here we got a poll we got problems we got problems in the united states of america and how people think <laughs> We're trying to, to change that here, uh, one broadcast at a time. Mm. At least give them some new options. Here's the question posed to people. Do you think the Hamas killing 
of 1,400 Israeli civilians on Israel can be justified by the grievances of Palestinians, or is it not justified? That's the simple question. And here's the response of Americans by age. It can be justified by the grievance of Palestinians. The 18 to 24-year-old group said, uh, yes, it can be justified. 51% of our young people from 18 to 24, college-age kids, said yes. More than half, yes. The killing, the brutal slaughtering, all that we've seen is justified by the grievances the Palestinians have suffered. 51% of our young people believe that. That is, that is, uh, that is, that's alarming. That is a real problem right there. 25 to 30 year, 40 year olds, 48%, damn near half of them, 35 to 40. The older you get, the smarter you get. Watch this 40, 35 to 44. It's only 39. The 45 to 54 year olds, it's 23%. Still way too much. It'd be zero. No, zero, zero percent. Okay. it's what it ought to be. 55 to 64 year olds. I might be in that category. I'm not telling 11%. And you people 65 and older, 9% say it's justified. Which is still too much. There, there is no justification for going over and brutally murdering innocent civilians and raping and beheading. I'm sorry, none, zero. How do people not know it's 0% justified? Okay? And the Palestinians over there have brought this on themselves. This just, I don't know, read a book, do some study. Look, they... Israelis have tried and tried and tried. And I'm not saying Israelis are perfect, okay? They're not, but for peace. Land for peace, land for peace. And it just rockets for peace, all I get. Anyway, you may, you know, you may not believe the Bible. The Bible, God gave the land to Israel. It's their land. Sorry, it's their land. It's been their land. David, the, Jerusalem was the capital thousands of years ago. It was no Palestinian state before Israel came in 1948. It was not a Palestinian state. It's never been. It's not. That's all just propaganda. It's, it's all it is. And there's no occupying. There's no, you know, all that stuff. It's just, it's just, and it's like everything else. You, you'd say it enough. People start to believe in the climate change, climate, climate, climate. You know, it must be believing it because everybody says it all the time. Well, no. Sorry, not happening. Not true. Okay, we got we got stuff happening all over the world. Uh, London's having lots of pro-Palestinian rallies uh, outside the Turkish embassy. Islamist protesters chanted for Muslim societies to mobilize their Muslim armies for jihad against Israel. The rally was organized by Hizbud Tahrir, whatever that is, a radical group banned by many countries. And they are all over the world. They're calling for war. That's what they're doing. You know, Muslim armies, they're waving uh, Taliban flags in these protests, calling for Muslim armies to wage jihad, to liberate Palestine from the control of the Zionists, et cetera, et cetera. And they're calling on their Muslim people to rise up all over the world and, and kill Jews. That's where they're going to start. They will kill Christians just the same. They hate anybody that stands for Israel. It's uh, it's happening. I mean, they're they're calling for it all over the world. They're, they're, I don't know. Is this the big one? It's likely to 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 turn into that. We'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. There's there's much alarm to be had out there, and it's it's obviously not only in the UK and everywhere else. It's here in the United States. There's these young people, primarily, that's who it is. And the and our colleges have have brainwashed them and made them think they're doing a good thing. All this virtue signaling, <laughs> like gays for Palestine, gays for Hamas. Really? You go to go to go to Gaza, the gays for Hamas people, and see if they won't give you flying lessons off of off of a tallest building in in Gaza. It's it's it's, it's something else. A story recently here, the president of one of Detroit's best-known synagogues, Samantha Wall, was found stabbed to death in front of her house. This is in America. The attacks have started, you know, just here and there. And we will see more of this stuff. 
And we have, you know, I'm sure you're probably having conversations about this as well. We're having conversations around the dinner table, like, how's this going to go down? Are we, are we going to move into world war? Are we going to, you know, how's it going to shake out? Um, it seems to me, uh, all of my political strategist acumen, that it's going to be, there'll be terrorist attacks here and there. You know, I, I, I think, God forbid, but I think we'll see it here in America. I think we'll see. There's so many of them here. And we don't even know how many is here. There was an art, there was an interview Tucker did with a dude. Who's the dude? Where's Tucker? Let me. Let me just sneak over here and give you some more information about this. Hang on, Tucker. Okay, on Twitter, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. There he is right there. He did a 27-minute interview with, well, it doesn't say who it's with, Douglas. Is it, is it, who's the guy? Let me see if it says on the thing, the thing. You may have, yeah, Douglas McGregor. Okay, that's what it is. I knew it wasn't MacArthur. It was Colonel Douglas McGregor is the guy's name. He's retired. And this guy lays out. I mean, this guy was in the military for a long time. He he, he was in. He's seen combat. He's, he's you know he's a pretty smart guy. I give him that. And he lays out a pretty dire scenario: threats to the homeland here, of course, Iran and its missiles all over the uh, the Middle East. They've got missiles that can go twelve hundred miles, damaging accurate missiles that could destroy lots of uh, Israel and our military bases everywhere else. He says going into Gaza is probably a problem. It's not going to happen. I mean, or we can't, we can't hardly fight that war. You can't determine, determine which one's a civilian, which one's a terrorist. It's going to be a nightmare trying to go into Gaza. You're going to, you're going to rage the, you know, the whole Muslim world and blah, blah, blah. And you know, the problem with the interview, and you should go watch it. It's pretty interesting. It's 27 minutes. And he lays out some stuff to think about. And it's all, bad for Israel and America. Like he never gave his scenario, like what he would do. And I wish Tucker would have asked him, well, what would you do? What would you recommend? And I don't think I ever heard that in the interview, which was, well, you can tell us everything that's wrong, everything they're doing wrong, but what what should they do? And it almost sounded to me like you should just back off. We've killed about 3000 Gazans and they killed 1400 of ours. So we'll call it good. You know, that's proportion. That's what it sounds like to me, like what he's going after. And I think that's a problem. You know, there's anyway, some of the stuff he lays out is if they get this ground encouraging going and then you get Hezbollah, because Hezbollah is warned if you, if you go in on the ground, well, then you got all the hostage situation. What's going to happen to the hostages? They let two more go, I guess, yesterday. You might've seen that. How, what are the, what's going to happen to the hostages? If we, if we come in, we, Israel and maybe possibly United States special forces. They might start killing hostages. Hezbollah has threatened they'll come in from the north, and they've got much more army or uh, uh, rockets and stuff than Hamas does. Much more financing. Hezbollah is bigger, and so they'll come in from the north. And then, so then we'll start bombing Hezbollah Lebanon from our warships, and then Iran's going to get involved because, like, that's their that's their proxy army right there. And then if Iran gets involved, it was sure already involved, but if they get, then, then here he comes to Russia, Russia's going to back Iran. All right. So then you've got Lindsey Graham on television saying we need to blow up. If he said, if his Hezbollah comes in, which is Iran's proxy, we need to take Iran out of the oil business, blow up their oil refineries, all of them, just eliminate their economy. Well, okay. That's a, that's a thought. So, so that's a big threat for Iran, right? You will destroy your money. Just, you know, your empire <laughs> over it will bomb all your refineries. Of course, then all the people starve in, in Iran. And then you got Russia because Russia needs oil. 20% of all the world's oil goes through the Strait of Hormuz daily. That's a lot of oil, a lot of oil. Okay. Then, so then you got, where's that oil go? Is it going to Europe? Then they're going to get no more oil. And then their problem, I mean, it's, it's massive problems, right? So you, it sounds good. And it's a big, it's a big threat. Unless Iran knows, <laughs> you'll never do that because all your buddies over here need our oil. I mean, it could be one of those deals, right? And then he's mentioned that, well, we've the Biden administration has drawn down the strategic reserves of oil in our country to a place which it hasn't been for decades, which is totally stupid. Because everything the Biden administration does, let's face it, is stupid. 
Okay, we know it is. It's, it's anyway. So then you've got that issue with all the oil in the economies, and then you've got Russia coming in. Now we're now we're fighting Israel's wars over here. We're now we're in with Russia. Then what, didn't even mention China. I don't even know what what he thinks about China. That never even came up in the conversation. If it did, I didn't hear it. Then he talked about our economy. Can we can we handle this kind of? No, is the answer. We can't handle it economic. We're we're out of control now. We got thirty three trillion in debt. We've got inflation already at eight percent. As far as the housing and mortgage is going everywhere, it's 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 hard to maintain. I'm telling you what, it's a it is a tough scenario for Israel and America, and I don't know where the rest of the allies are and all this. But what we need to happen is for God to blind the enemy. You know, like like back in the day when he would just cast blindness over the enemy and they would all, or they would start fighting each other and just kill each other. You know, biblical stuff. And I, I believe in the God of Israel, man. I do 100% believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Israel is going to protect and, and come through. Now, we also know if you've read the Bible any, God has allowed Israel's enemies to come in and, and whoop on them some. If they get out of line, it's... Just biblical it's happened all all over the place and if they repent god comes to their rescue and it's bad for the enemy <clears throat> but god has promises to the israelites the land of israel they're never going to be moved out again you know it, it, it's we talk about an existential threat to israel because that's what it, it, it feels like and that's what the threat is from iran you know it's and you hear them all chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means we're going to wipe Israel off, push them into the sea. They'll be gone. That's what they're chanting. Not only in the colleges. I wish I had it. I don't know if I have it. Let me see. I saw this in a freaking middle school, looked to me like, somewhere in America. Oh, my gosh. you got to get your kids out of public school, people. Let me see if I've got, I don't know if I kept that or not. I'm looking, looking, scrolling. I don't see it. I see other stuff we'll have to get to. Lord of mercy. Anyway, there was a middle school somewhere in America. Kids running through the hall, screaming and dancing, you know, singing that song. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And it's, 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 it's horrible. I don't know who this is. Who is this? This is not a call for the show, I don't think. We'll just mute that. And if it is, then they call back. All right, if I've just muted you, call me back. If it's really you, you really want to talk on the program, you can. Uh, I don't want to end somebody that's not, but it's just like some kind of business or something, like a spam call maybe. All right. 918-756-3646. Text or call if you want to get involved and let your voice be heard. Uh, here's a here's a listener texting in. I think the terrorist attack on the Israel citizens was for the purpose of pulling America into a world war, which would benefit Russia and China. Well, you know, I don't know. I, there's 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 so many possibilities. Um, the lady that was released, one of the hostages I was reading this morning, she was saying this looked to be a, a uh, planned, like they really planned this event. This has been thought out. This wasn't just some random thing they decided to go do one day. Organized and no doubt by Iran and the Satanist leaders over there to plan all this stuff. <clears throat> I don't know. You may be exactly right. I think a world war would weaken America. I mean, again, we, we're talking about the financial part. I mean, the economy is not what it was four years ago, three years ago. I mean, it's right. It's just not. It's not. We, we've given all this money to Ukraine, tons. We've pulled down some of our own supplies. We talked about this. The Pentagon was saying the other day, we don't have enough money for some of our own stuff. And, 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 and so they're still wanting to give more money to Ukraine. They're trying to tie it in with the money to Israel and put it together because they know people will want to give to Israel. And they're like, no, we don't want to put it together, put it separate. And, and so then you've you got Ukrainians we're funding, and then it's going to be Israel we're funding. And then what if China takes over Taiwan or threats? We've, we've said kind of, I don't know where we are on that deal. It's kind of been yes, no, yes, no. We'll be putting some, you know, trying to find out over there. Then, 
Iran and then Russia comes in. I mean, it it's uh, could be exactly what they're trying. You know, weaken the great Satan like they think we are to the point where we can't we can't handle it anymore. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a mess, and I would encourage you to pray for Israel and America. We got to get this Biden administration now. I mean, they are a disaster. Every turn, we talked about the other day with them hiring the Iranians up in their administration and they got caught, some of the stuff. Here's a new one. Biden's State Department appointed a from the river to the sea Hamas apologist to a leadership program. These guys are just a disaster everywhere you look. Dearborn Mayor Abdullah Hamoud has been appointed to the State Department's Assembly of Local Leaders Program, a first-of-its-kind initiative ostensibly positioned to identify key issues impacting local communities. Hamoud, known for his staunch anti-Israel position, excused the Hamas terror attack on the Jewish state, saying it was inevitable just weeks ago. Now, let's let the State Department put him in some kind of a leadership position locally there in Dearborn, Michigan. It's great. Awesome. What, what are you thinking? <sighs> And the State Department, in the meantime, going against the parents, going to the school board meetings and, you know, trying to protect their kids. But these, they'll hire these people. It's insane what's happening in our, in our administration under Joe Biden. Of course, Joe is, is, is just lost. Joe's in the beach at Delaware right now. He's out there walking along the beach, just like in a daze, like he doesn't even know. He's just kind of walking along, and him and Jill, and he's just kind of out there. And he's just kind of lost, and he's just in his days, and the world is going to, you know, the in a handbag. And he's just kind of lost, doesn't really know. What are we doing today? What are we, what are we gotta, we're going to call Lid. We're going to the beach. Okay. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. And then we got Obama uh, weighing in with his two cents. Let's talk about that coming up. Stay with us. Eight thirty-four is our time. Twenty-six minutes left to go in the program. I think I just did the math. I don't know if it's right or not. You might check me on that. I had a real dilemma over the weekend. I I'm trying to get a backyard. You know, okay. When I we bought this house, it was all dirt back there. It was a mess, and so I'm trying to get a yard in. So I brought in a bunch of topsoil. And I got my brother-in-law got me a little tractor and I did all the stuff, moved it around, spread it all out. I got it all great and smooth and beautiful and it's nice. And, and my mom was up at the weekend and her and Joy were on the back patio and it's like, Hey, we got rain coming. It's going to be perfect. You know, get that seed down, get the rain. I'm like, Oh, it'd be great. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if, what if it's too much rain? And then it just washes all my seed down the thing. Cause my yard's kind of on a slant. Oh, that could be bad. How much rain's coming? I don't know. And then it was a dilemma. Like, what? Do I, I want the rain on my brand new seed from a yard. That'd be great. But then if it's too much rain, then it washes off, then I've lost all that seed, and I can't get the seed back. And that's a waste of money. And then then there was a freeze coming. It's a freeze coming next Monday night, right? Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm like, well, what, what about that? What's that? And so I had to do a little Googling and see what happens to the seed of the rain and the freeze and this and that. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I decided to wait. I decided to wait and just see what happens. They were talking about a lot of rain, like four to six inches of rain, which would be a lot. And I'm looking out there now, and it's just a light little rain. It's just so nice, and it should be perfect on my grass seed. At the moment, that, that could change. So there's a big dilemma in my in the Brewer family. You'll be praying for us to get through it. Anyway, I did decide to wait on the seed, and then I'll, I'll sprinkle it myself. I got my own sprinkler system. Okay. Nobody cares. Why are you telling these dumb stories? All right, y'all get involved. 918-756-3646. Text or call. Uh, one number does it all. Wendy Chevy text line right there for you. All right, I can't stand this guy. Every time I look at him, he just makes me mad. The former president, Barack Hussein. Golly, I just the hubris from this guy he exudes it, and I just can't stand him. I, I'm sorry. I just can't. And he gives a lengthy statement about the Israeli situation. He began his statement expressing solidarity with Israel. However, there's one of, or but, or there's always one of those. We should be clear that how Israel prosecutes 
this fight against Hamas matters. I'm with Israel, but it's, it's the way it always goes. They always they got to come out and say, well, I'm standing with Israel. However, they need to back off and go home. I mean, it's kind of one of those deals. And then you don't stand with them. You, you, anyway, this guy's a guy. He, he, he's a piece of work. In particular, it matters. As President Biden has repeatedly emphasized that Israel's military strategy abides by international law, including those laws that seek to avoid to every extent possible the death of suffering of civilian populations. Okay, we got that. We, we understand. Still, the world is watching you, says Obama, closely as the events in the region unfold. And any Israeli military strategy that ignores human cost could ultimately backfire, said Obama. I mean... It's, look, their citizens just got slaughtered, okay? Just, let's not forget. This, it wasn't two weeks ago. They came in and they slaughtered a man. I mean, they just degraded, desecrated, slaughtered, raped, pillaged, murder, barbaric. And then we have the call already now, 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 hang on. Now, you can go in there and do a little damage, but, 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 you know, now, now. Now, now you got to, and it's, it's, it's like after 9-11, you know, we got, there was nobody, you know, like, well, now your, your response now, now, now you need to slow down. But when it comes to Israel, it's always that way. You got, you, you got to be proportionate. Really? You want us to be proportionate in our response? You want us to go over there and rape and murder and behead all the, the Gazans, the innocent ones? Is that, is that the proportionate response that Israel's supposed to bring to the table? Barack. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's, so then they start berating Israel, you know, Israeli's decision to cut off food, water, electricity. That's not good. That's going to erode global support for Israel, play right into the hands of the enemy. Oh, I, he, he's really concerned about Israelis. I, I, you know, he just feel it from his heart. This is all about Israel and, you know, and, and, and all the civilians he's, Israel, the, the former president called on Israel to talk to Palestinian leaders who recognize Israel's right to exist, begin articulating a viable pathway, blah, blah, blah. People must reject efforts to minimize the terrible tragedy of the Israeli people, blah, blah, blah. However, it's, it's, you can just see through all this stuff. It's just, of course, it's not hard to see through it. I mean, it's, and we know his first, I'll never forget it. Probably. I probably will. I feel I got lots of stuff. It's getting scary. But when he became president, man, he went on the apology tour all over the Middle East, apologizing for America and how bad we are and how arrogant we are. What a horrible country we are. We're sorry. Bowing down to all these people. It was disgusting. And now he's even still disgusting. Uh, you know, you just wish some of these former people would go away. The Hillary's, the Barack Hussein's, just go away. Go to the beach. You've done your damage. But they continue to blab and show up. It's unbelievable. 1,700 sociology professors signed a letter accusing Israel of genocide and arguing that Hamas terror must be contextualized as a response to 75 years of settler colonial occupation of and a European empire. Okay. Well, there's the professors in the West seething with hatred against the West. It's so weird to me, these elitist smart people that are supposed to know stuff are the dumbest ones of us all. They... they <laughs> Literally, the, these professors, the PhDs among the elite university, high-class teaching us all and our children how we should live and think, and they propose a utopia. Just If you'll just be a socialist communist and get rid of capitalism, and hate Israel and hate God and hate the West and hate morality at all together, it'll be a utopia. We can do what we want and everybody will be happy. No, it's... You will own nothing and be happy. That's what they're telling us. And you will own, you will eat insects. <laughs> My mother was, was reading, she reads a lot of news and she's up on stuff. And she was reading about Tyson Foods. You ever, ever heard of Tyson Foods? They raise your hand right over there in Arkansas. They 
<laughs> Speaking of, I don't know how we segued into that, but it's what we do here. They have invested in some company somewhere on the planet. Let me see if I can just Tyson. Hang on. Let me spell it right. Tyson and insect brewer. Slow down. Investment. They've invested in some company uh, in some part of the world to promote insect eating. <laughs> Woo. Thank you. Just had a delivery made here. The brew studios. And they want to, uh, they want to, they're going to get into the insect business. Here's some nasty pictures of some nasty looking dried up worms. So gross. Tyson food, one of the world's largest food companies investing in the world's leading insect ingredients company. Announced a partnership with ProTix. That's T-I-X, not T-I-C-K-S. There's not, I guess they're not eating ticks yet. I don't know. It's probably coming. And it's uh, insect ingredients for sustainable proteins and lipids for the use in the global food system. And so it's it's all well and good. You know, it's all used in pet food and aquaculture, livestock. So they're putting insect stuff, I guess, in, in these pet foods and stuff, which is all great. But guess where it's going to end up? That's right. They're going to want you to eat the insect stuff. Instead of eating meat, Tyson's getting in on it. Uh, let's see. When insects eat animal waste, they are essentially serving as a mini bioreactor. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, it's coming. Tyson, I need to order chicken strips and some of those insect deals right there. Chicken insect nuggets. It's coming down to pike. Tyson's getting involved. Anyway, how did I get into that? Oh, yeah, the elitist, the professors, they're going to want us to eat insects, quit eating meat. Well, I got news for, I got news for you and the Brewer family going to be eating some meat. Matter of fact, I'm calling the butcher today to give them how many inches of thickness I want on my T-bone. So we're getting, we're getting one butchered. My brother-in-law's kind and my sister-in-law, they gave us some beef. And I had to, got to call a butcher today. So I want them T-bones about two and a half inches thick. That big old thick. Anyway, what else is happening in the world of news? The students out there of the world, the American students, thought Joe Biden was going to forgive their student loans. <laughs> Instead, they're going to get drafted into World War III. Sorry for you. You voted for the man. Hope not. Hope not. What else we got to happen in the news? Did you see, did we talk about this? The George Floyd autopsy? I don't know why this is coming back in the news. This was released a long time ago. I, I think. It, here's the autopsy. Right at the section three here, no life-threatening injuries were identified. No facial, no injuries or anterior muscles of the neck or larynal structures. Not a doctor. Just pretend to be one. I mean, he died of basically fentanyl overdose. But we had billions of dollars in damages. Small businesses destroyed. BLM was created. I mean, burning down U.S. cities. Remember all that for months? And you got these politicians like Kamala Harris and the different AOC were trying to raise money to get their bail bond, let these people out. It was no, there was no recourse to these people. Just burning and looting and Anyway, just God help us. And God help you, uh, the, the London people over here. Here's, <laughs> here's some dudes in London. So there was a protest of some sort, Palestinian march over there. And here's a couple of dudes that showed up with the British flag, their own flag. And the police came and told them, you can't do that. You can't, you can't wave your own flag. It, it could be seen as racist here. So you can hear me, right? For the moment... Anything racist or even close no, to racism no, is said. The moment anything gets anything close to that, all right, people are going to start getting arrested. It's just a verbal warning to let you know we're all on the same page. Okay, it's just a verbal warning. Anything that even gets close to racist, it, it can be seen as racist, then we, we're going to show you down. There's a flag and that, blah, blah, blah. blah. Seriously? We can't even wave our own flag? Is it going to get that way in America where we show up with the American flag and, ah, that's racist, strike it away? Straight eye, go. That's where they are in, in London right now. You can't you can't do your own. You can't be proud of your own. No, it, it's it's it's. 
What is wrong with people? They're slaves. They're losing it. You've got to be on top. People, you gotta, you gotta be against this stuff. You have to speak out against it or guess what? They will roll over you. And, and, and you see it happening all the time. I know it's, it's easier to just not talk about it. It's easier not to push back and not resist and not call people out on Facebook for being stupid. It's easier not to. I get it. I sometimes don't want to. And sometimes I don't. But guess what? If we don't push back on all the stupidity, guess what happens? Then you start putting boys in girl sports. And boys in girl scouts and girls in the boy scouts. And it, it just, there's, where is it going to end? They just keep rolling over you. Abortion to the last day and to the day of birth, maybe even after birth. We're not even sure. We'll just keep thinking about it. There's no end to it. They will just keep, I mean, you got to push back. You got to push back. Right? We got to, we got to sing the song. That's right, Blind Joe. I'm not going to comply, buddy. Quit trying to take me to task because I don't want to wear a mask. Could take a vaccine that can make me make me die. That's a great song right there. Back that crap up. I got it memorized. I will not comply. That's right. We're not going to comply to any of that stupid stuff. We're just not. You got to push back. Say, no, we're not going to do it, you boneheads. <laughs> Not wearing your face diaper. All right, what else? Um, Steve Kirsch had some breaking news. You can now sue the mRNA COVID vaccine manufacturers for damages, and the FDA is required to take the COVID vaccines off the market. Now, I don't know if this is going to happen. It seems like a big statement, but that's what he's saying. The plasmid bioactive contaminant sequences were not pointed out to the regulatory authorities. I've been wondering about that. It, it's considered adulteration. I just got off the phone with Professor Byram Bridal and Dr. Robert Malone on this. He says, Michigan remdesivir case is very important precedent here, providing liability shield falls when there is undisclosed contamination of active ingredients. Okay, so here's what we said many, many moons ago. If... Anybody can prove any kind of fraud with, say, Pfizer or Moderna or any of those companies, then they can sue them. They've got in immunity otherwise. Like if you're just damaged and we, don't, we haven't fraudulently done anything, then you can't sue us because we have immunity. But if they can prove fraud or negligence or, I guess, adulteration, then that, that changes everything. He says the FDA is now at a crossroads. Either they admit that they knew about the plasma contamination and failed to disclose that to the public and to the outside committees, or they can claim that they didn't know about it, in which case Pfizer is liable. But, where was I? We have the Pfizer documents that were given to the FDA, so we know that the FDA got, and I seriously doubt that there's any disclosure of SV40 contamination, that means we have an adulterated vaccine and the FDA has to remove it from the market until the adulteration is fixed. If the FDA does not do that, they should face criminal prosecution for endangering the public and not following the law. So we'll see if that turns out to be anything. There's just so much. That's, that's what I was saying earlier. So much information out there about contamination, DNA that's not supposed to be in this stuff. It's not supposed to move from your arm into this call. My arm, I mean, it's just so much. There's so much out there. People wake up. Read. Read some news. Listen to this program if you have to. I mean, it's, you know, you could do worse. Anyway, gosh, we got other stuff out there. What do we got? We got Texas Rangers going to the World Series, people. Woo! That's good news, right? Texas Rangers, one of six MLB franchises without a World Series win, and they're four wins away from changing all that. They beat the Houston Astros last night, and now it's going to be on the other side, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. They match up tonight. Go Rangers. I mean, you got to vote for the Rangers, right? Root for the Rangers. Vote. It's not a vote. They don't vote in the World Series, Brooks. They play it out. Okay. 
anyway, we got to root for the Rangers because they're close. Or Texas is way better than Philly or Arizona. Right? Okay, right. Exactly. That's what I thought. Let's see. What time is it? 8.52 already. Oh, my gosh. It's running out of time here. I'm just getting wound up, by the way. Uh... Got a question here. David said, did you see where the government is sending several A-10 warthogs to Israel? No, I did not. I did not see that. I I did see some stuff we're sending over there. I I see also that there was a church group that got stranded over there. Uh, They were on the tour, you know, the Holy Land. And the 84-member tourist group from West Fargo, North Dakota, Holy Cross Catholic Church, we're feeling a little anxious when the United States government said, hey, sorry, just sit tight. Literally, that's what they told them. Sit tight. Can't help you. Well, they, 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 they didn't sit tight. They, they did some phone calling. One of the heroes of Benghazi comes to rescue these people. Um, retired U.S. Marine Mark Geist, known for co-authoring 13 Hours, the inside account of what really happened in Benghazi. He came to the rescue, was contacted, and he's not one to sit idly by. He stepped in to see what he could do. And he played a, a giant role in, in helping get these people home. First of all, they were stuck in, I guess, Bethlehem. You don't want to be in Bethlehem. When I was in Israel, I went to Bethlehem for about 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm out of here. It is a Muslim-controlled hotbed over there. It's not a place you feel safe. Unfortunately, can you imagine? This is a shame. The birthplace of the Messiah, Beit Lechem. Do you know what Beit Lechem is? You know what Bethlehem means? Anybody know? I'll tell you later. Anyway, they got out of there and they got over to Jordan. And they finally got some safety over in Jordan. Long story short, they got home. And no thanks to the U.S. government whatsoever. You know, the government just like, Sorry. The callous treatment of citizens was outdone by charity groups and others like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who took their own actions to get people home and did not charge them for the flights to get out of a war-torn area. That is shocking to me. I mean, isn't it to you a little bit like you think America, the great, the land of the free, the home of the brave, and all the wonderfulness of America, and yet they leave their people stranded over there? I mean, it, it's it's just shocking. It's like you can't, you can't be real. This can't be real. My America would not do that. Would they? They would leave me over in some war torn country and and yet get bring all the illegals in and give them phones, and give them money, and give them housing, and give them education, and give them hospital, give them, you know, bring in the Somalis, you know, give them, take them to Wisconsin, and leave me stranded in a foreign country in a war torn time. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. They will. They did, and they will. Speaking of Somalians, they had a big dump of Somalians in Wisconsin. People are not happy in Wisconsin. In, uh, in uh, I, I looked at Eau Claire County, Wisconsin, there's an uproar. They dumped 75 uh, Somalis over there without contacting all the local uh, people. Federal government law, the federal law requires government officials overseeing refugee relocation to consult regularly with state and local governments before placing refugees in localities. Yet, the liberal reassignment NGO World Relief plans to move 75 Somalis to the new office in Eau Claire County uh, this next year without consulting any of the local elected officials. Okay, so bring in, no big deal, 75 refugees from Somalia. That's not a big deal, right? Well, guess what? It's what happened in Minnesota. And now there's 90,000 Somalians in Minnesota, which is the largest Somalian population outside of guess where? Somalia. That's right. And according to the FBI, it is the uh, largest terrorist recruitment capital in the United States is Minnesota. Because why? Oh, the Somalians are terrorists, Muslim terrorists. And guess who's from there? Ilhan Omar. That's her district. Yes, that's right. Ah, it's all coming together now. 
see how this all works. It's, yeah, it's just, just unbelievable. It all sounds great. Bring in some folks, you know, give them, give them some help. It's all great. They don't assimilate. They don't want your Western values. No, they want to bring terrorism to your country. Okay. Okay. What, what else we got? We got anything else? Let's keep, keep rolling here. Let's see what else we got. We got stuff. We got stuff. What is this? What do we got? Um, more troops getting ready, I believe, to be deployed, according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. And um, let's see, what is this? This is uh, this is the left has spent the past two decades lecturing America and other Western cultures about our modern culture, a culture that is free open-minded and embraces all kinds of differences. Remember all the tolerance and be tolerant of everything and be inclusive and all that kind of, these are the same people now marching in the streets of America in support of the most repressive culture known to mankind, a culture of hate intolerance and terrorism. Think about the, think about the irony in this. Would you not for just one second? Cause we'd only have one second left. And then when I'm doing radio today, because Trisha's gone, these same people have been lecturing us for two decades, at least maybe longer about our Western culture, modern culture. We're open-minded. We're free. Bring everybody in. We, we embrace all kinds of differences. We, we, ha, oh, look at us. We're so virtuous. We, yeah, you want to be a man and girl, you want to be whatever you want to be. And yet we're praising the most repressive culture known to mankind, which is Hamas and Hezbollah and all those Muslim terrorists. It's like, do y'all not see what you're doing? Do y'all not see this? Do y'all not see this? No. No, they don't see it. Completely blind. Bethlehem, the house of bread. That's right, Tony. Did you look it up or did you know? Bethlehem is the house of bread. Jesus is the bread of life, people. The bread of life. And he hails from Bethlehem. That's right. Very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. So we're going to have to switch gears because it's 9 o'clock. <laughs>